Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hi, welcome to another episode. Last week we started a new series about the names of God. And last week we discussed Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides supernaturally provision. We're going to continue on with that supernatural topic of God's names. And we know that um, each name of God represents a different supernatural quality about himself. Jehovah Rapha is the name that we are going to discuss today, which means the Lord who heals. And this is my favorite name of God because I'm called the healing ministry. It is one of my passions. So this is my favorite one to discuss. I could go on and on and on about this one, but I'm going to try to keep it about the same length as the others. So Jehovah Rapha means the Lord who heals. And we're going to talk about how he is, how he is a healer how it is part of who he is, how it is a supernatural quality about him, and how he supernaturally heals. And we see him called that name in Exodus 15. And this is when Moses led the Israelites from the Red Sea into the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. And when they came to Merah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. And so the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So I will not bring on you any of the diseases. I am the Lord who heals you. So the word heals in that passage is translated from the Hebrew word rafa. So in, in Hebrew, that word can mean several different things, but it can mean to mend by stitching, to cure, to cause to be healed, physician, repair, or to thoroughly make whole. And so we see that name in Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord who heals you. So it includes physical healing. And then in verses 22 through 27, I do just want to kind of point out real quick that when the Lord, or when Moses cried out to the Lord regarding that bitter water in Merah, the Lord showed him a piece of wood and told him to throw the wood into the water and the water being thrown into the wood somehow corrected it and made it fit to drink. But it was wood that was thrown into the water. And, you know, interestingly enough, God chose for Jesus to die on a cross on the wood of a tree. So we've got wood from a tree thrown into the water. We've got Jesus then going to the cross and um, dying on the wood of a tree. And so it started also with a tree in the Garden of Eden, and then Jesus redeemed us on a tree. So I just wanted to, to share that with you guys. Um, healing was part of the atonement. So when Jesus went to the cross, that's the atonement. And when he went to the cross, healing was provided as part of that. And I'm going to show you some different scriptures for that. But under Old Testament law, before Jesus came, there were curses that could come upon people for sinning. But Jesus came to give us a new and a better covenant. And so when he went to the cross, it says that he actually redeemed us from the curse of the law by taking our sin on himself. And he actually became the curse for us. He became our sacrifice, our substitute. And 
when he did that, he when he went to the cross, he defeated demons, sin, death, and provided physical healing for us. Um, because of sin, death entered the world, and you know, sickness leads to death. You know, and so when he redeemed us from that and delivered us from that, he also redeemed us from the effects like sickness and disease, but also gave us authority back over demonic spirits. And so he provided salvation, healing, and deliverance for us at the cross. In Galatians 3.13, it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And it was by having become the curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And then we know that he also defeated demonic spirits at the cross. In Colossians 2.15, it says that he disarmed the powers and authorities, which is describing the demonic spirits. And he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And we're told that at the cross, his stripe by his stripes were healed. That happened when he went to the cross. That's from Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. That says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And then in Matthew eight sixteen through 17, it says, it confirms that again, when he, um, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And then in 1 Peter 2, 24, it says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. And so he provided salvation, healing, and deliverance for us at the cross. The Greek word sozo in the New Testament, it is used, um, it's translated interchangeably to describe healing, deliverance, and salvation. And the word makes it clear that our salvation and our, you know, what Jesus did at the cross includes more than just forgiveness of sins. It also includes deliverance from demonic spirits and deliverance from sickness and healing from sickness and disease. So I'm going to give you some examples here. In Matthew 121, that word sozo was used for salvation in this example. It says, she will bring forth the son and you shall call him name Jesus. She'll call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So the word saved is the word sozo, which in this instance means salvation. But then that word sozo means healing in Mark 5, 23. So um, the little daughter needed healing and the centurion says, come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. And so that was for healing. And then it also is for deliverance, talking about the gathering demoniac in Luke 8, 36. It says that those who had seen the gathering demoniac be um, delivered said that he had been healed. And so it, the word healed there was the same word for saving, deliverance, and healing. And we know that sickness and disease comes from the devil. It's the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and life in abundance. And we know that in Acts 10.38, we are told specifically that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. 
And then in Matthew 10, Jesus sent out 12 disciples. He told them to go to the lost sheep of Israel, proclaim that the kingdom of heaven has come near, and to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, and drive out demons. So, you know, he was enabling his disciples to go and do what he was also doing as part of his name, you know, part of his covenant name that's a promise. Healing is a promise that he provides. And in Luke 10, he sent out 72 disciples telling them to heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. When they come back, they're full of joy and they say, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. To which Jesus replies, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And then all throughout Acts and the New Testament, there are apostles and disciples. They go about preaching the gospel with accompanying signs and wonders, including healing and deliverance. And Paul said, my my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then in James 5, we're told that the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. So if anyone's sick, they're supposed to call for the elders of the church to have them pray over them, anointing them with oil. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. So again, supernatural healing. Mark 16, Jesus told the disciples to go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. There are so, 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 so many miracle stories about healing in the Bible. All you have to do is pick up your Bible and start looking through through it. I mean, they're everywhere. Old Testament, New Testament. There were healings in the Old Testament before Jesus came to the earth as the, a man. There were healings that Jesus performed while he was on the earth as a man and healings after he left. And there are still healings to this day. Again, it is a supernatural quality. His name represents a supernatural quality about him of healing. It is a promise. It's a covenant name. And so after Jesus ascended to heaven, we now have the Holy Spirit living in us. And he is the one who actually supplies the power for healing. And he also provides like the gifts of healing that we've talked about in some of our prior episodes. And he lives on the inside of us. And so all kinds of, of different miracle healing stories in the Bible, tons and tons of them. I have even a lot of supernatural personal healing testimonies myself, those from when God has healed me or my family or when he's healed people in front of my eyes as I've prayed for them. And I felt like I was supposed to go over these, these rather than the Bible ones because they're, they're modern day times. They, you know, testimonies build faith, right? And so I felt like I was supposed to more, spend more time on this today. So I have a testimony about how my eyes were healed. I had gone to a healing conference and my the, the corporate faith level was super high at this healing conference. And I, in faith, threw my glasses in the garbage, believing that the Lord would heal my eyes. And two days later, my eye, I was looking at this rock formation, that Garden of the Gods, and my eyes just popped into focus and they were healed. Um, I have another story about how I had gone to the gym and we had a, a free session with a, a trainer just to see if we liked it. And I was totally out of shape and the exercises that he led me through would have been extremely tough for somebody who was in shape, but I was really out of shape at the time. And like my legs almost gave out on me. They felt like rubber bands because he had me do so many squats and my legs hurt so bad. Well, the next day 
I could barely move because my my thighs were so sore. I had, my and my legs didn't want to hold me up, and they were just really sore. And I was like, "Oh no, I have to go to my son's basketball game. We are going to have to climb bleachers. I don't even know if I can like climb the bleachers. This is crazy." And I felt the the Lord's power come through my hand and onto my legs, and it healed my legs, and they were <laughs> they were all better in an instant. And it was it was terrible. Like I couldn't even sit down or stand up. It was it was so bad. Um, but just you know, miraculously, instantly healed in a second. It was really awesome. I was so thankful. Uh, <clears throat> my husband and myself and our two youngest kids, we have all been healed from asthma and allergies. We had allergies to to cats and. Um, different things, but we all had asthma pretty, pretty bad. Like we'd go to a relative's house that had a lot of cats and we couldn't even stand inside for more than a few minutes. We'd have to go outside and be huffing on our inhalers. And none of us have any medications anymore. We used to have to have inhalers and steroids and all kinds of things. Benadryl. We don't have any of that anymore. We've all been healed from all of that. My mom's best friend had advanced cervical cancer and we went and prayed for her and she was healed miraculously. They had told her um, that she had advanced cervical cancer. She didn't have, they were going to treat it aggressively, but they didn't have a lot of hope. And so they had told her to go home and get her affairs in order and um, prayed for her. And four months later, the cancer was completely gone out of her body. The Lord had completely healed her. Um, my mom had a cyst on her thumb and she'd had it there for quite a while. And one day I prayed for it and, and told it to go away in Jesus name. And the next morning the cyst was gone and it's not come back. I have another story about how I had a, um, a zip line accident. We were on vacation and went zip lining and I spun around backwards and we hadn't given, been given much instruction at all. And so I didn't know what to do and um, ended up crashing into a tree with my back and my head. And I had some pretty significant injuries. I was I was really kind of bad, but I refused to go to the doctor because I, I believed that God would heal me because I'd seen him heal me all these other times. And I knew that he was a supernatural healer. And so I just laid hands on myself and prayed. And um, finally, I did feel a presence. And I felt, I think it was a touch on my leg is what, where I felt the presence. And I was like, whoa, what was that? And the Lord said it was a ministering angel. And I was like 85 to 90% better immediately. But I think I had some internal injuries, especially with like my liver, based on a word of knowledge that my mom had had or my kidneys. I forget which one it was at the, now. But my mom had gotten a word of knowledge that we needed to pray for that. And um, I, I was, yeah, I crashed into a tree. ziplining. Like I was, it was really beat up. But I was healed almost immediately. And then the rest of the healing, I actually was still feeling like a little bit funky. And um, I just prayed and asked the Lord to finish healing me in my dream that night. And he did. He, he finished the healing in my dream and I was, I was all better. I've prayed for people where one leg has been shorter than the other. And I've held their legs in my hand and felt and watched it, the, the short leg grow as, <laughs> as I prayed over them. Um this is a really cool story too. The one I feel led to share next. My husband, her, his aunt had lost her voice and they didn't know why they had done surgery. They said, if the surgery doesn't work, we don't, there's nothing more we can do and you'll just be without a voice. And so she was out of, without a voice for years and all she could do was kind of just like whisper to us or she'd have to write notes, but, um, she could, she could barely squeak out a whisper. And after learning about 
healing and seeing God miraculously heal people, we had gone to pray for her and prayed for her voice to be restored. And the next day her voice was completely back and restored. The Lord healed her. So that one was a really awesome story. And I even have um, a healing testimony about my daughter. She had gotten sick and um, it was flu-like symptoms where she had been throwing up and wasn't feeling well. And she actually died in when we prayed, the Lord sent her back. And so she was actually raised from the dead. She was healed from that sickness that had caused her to die. So just felt like I was supposed to share those stories today. But again, Jehovah Rapha, it is a covenant name, which means that healing, Rapha means the Lord who heals. Healing is a promise that we can stand on. And again, God's not a liar. His promises are always yes and amen. Healing is one of his names. It's part of his character. It's part of who he is. Um, he's our healer. It's a promise that's in his very name. And I just pray that you would start to have encounters where God would show you himself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And if you want to learn more about healing, I do have a seven-week e-course called Healing is Here. And we really go into a lot of depth and laying the foundations for, you know, is healing God's will? We talk about spiritual authority. We talk about how to pray for people to be healed. We talk about different hindrances, um, that things that can hinder somebody from being healed and what to do about that. So it's a seven-week e-course, and then I have a lot of bonus material that um, is going to be added in, too. We're only on week three right now, but you, there's still time to get in, and you can still catch the replays. So if you guys are interested in that, I will put a link in the comments so you can sign up for that. And I will just leave you with that for today. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Rupp.